0: greenie with mike greenberg the podcast
1: back in better than ever greenie with you presented by progressive insurance nfl insider dan graziano in a second on the shell Penzoil performance line i want to r- quickly remind you that every single day we hope that you can spend these two hours with me here but i know that you're busy you've got a life you've got stuff going on so if you ever miss anything we do here i want to make sure you know that it's a podcast every single day it's called hashtag The hashtag you don't have to necessarily pronounce, but it's right there at the front of the name. And you can go get it wherever it is that you uh, normally get your podcasts. And we've had great fun here for the last two months, and it's getting better and better by the day. And also, I have a podcast that drops weekly called I'm Interested. And this week, my guest is Chris Berman, and I tell a story in that podcast of how meeting Chris Berman changed my life. So you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast as well. I'm interested is the name of that one. Uh, Meanwhile, I open today's show by saying that Dan Graziano said to me this morning on Get Up, one of the most interesting things anyone has ever said to me on a show before, as I bring Dan into the conversation, Dan, when you said that in this unique circumstance where the National Football League is trying to navigate through a pandemic and through circumstances that no one could have foreseen and no one has ever dealt with before that fairness is not the number one priority and that's something that when you first hear it you think to yourself well that's outrageous but in reality in this circumstance it happens to be the case and so where do we stand as of right now for those who are just joining us on the Tennessee Titans their positive tests and their game coming up this week against Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, well, there, the, the testing results we found out this morning came back pretty good from last night. Um, the One additional player on the Titans tested positive, so that means now four players total and five other personnel um, that we know about since the weekend, and no positive tests, and this is really critical, among uh, players or personnel in the Minnesota Vikings, which was Tennessee's Sunday opponent. So they'll continue to test every day as they have been, but based on what we've the testing results so far, it doesn't look like the Titans transmitted the virus to their opponent. And that's a critical thing because that has been a big concern, right? The idea of when you get these teams together and that linemen are breathing in each other's faces, is it, are, is it going to be a high-risk environment for transmitting the virus? Uh, and what the league is learning today with these test results, it hopes, is that um, you know it's, it's testing and contact tracing and isolation procedures are working to this point,
1: the way they hoped they would. And so we also know that they have postponed the game Sunday between the Titans right. and the Steelers, and they announced that they will uh, they will either play Monday or Tuesday, assuming they can. Now, what is the assuming they can part of this? That, that goes unspoken, I should say. They didn't put that in the statement. But I assume the unspoken part of this is assuming that Monday and Tuesday are better than Sunday. So wh- where where, where right. does that decision ultimately get made?
0: Well, as I said, the, the testing continues daily. And if there's further outbreak on the Titans or if there's an outbreak on the Vikings, uh, then they're obviously going to reserve the right to uh, cancel the games involving those teams, postpone them until maybe later in the season. At this point, the the reason they're saying Monday or Tuesday is because um, they want to give time, time to test, time to do more testing and make sure. But also, as we discussed this morning, I mean, you know, the Titans, at this point, aren't back in their building till Saturday. So if pushing the game till Monday or Tuesday might give them an extra day to practice. And th- that's important for a number of reasons, one of which is the fairness aspect, another of which is a potential health and safety issue of you know, how prepared are guys physically to get on the field. So um, in terms of whether it's Monday or whether it's Tuesday, I have to assume there's a lot that goes into that. I have to assume they have to figure out television, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure that there are people at our company that are that are in discussions about this too so um yeah i I think it's it's just pushing back give more time to test and give more time to just let everybody get their feet under them after a week where uh these teams specifically the titans in this case haven't had a regular week of preparation
1: greeny and graziano with you here espn radio presented by progressive insurance he like all my guests is on the shell Pennzoil performance line Um, and and so when people say things like Dan Orlovsky said this morning that this isn't fair to the Titans it's going to create an unfair advantage because the Steelers can practice like normal all week and all the rest of that all the things that all of the fans you know are saying as they are hearing this these are things that obviously the people who run the NFL know take us through what they're thinking with regard to that and how they navigate through these circumstances.
0: Yeah, it's, it's important for people to understand. And I understand why people aren't inclined this way, right? Because football fans and certainly coaches and players are wired to expect uh, certain specific things from the NFL. And, and it, it's symmetry and equality and fairness and all that kind of stuff. There's going to be 16 games. You're going to play each team in your division twice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this season, the best way to look at it, honestly, for everyone who's listening, the best way to look at it, this season wasn't supposed to happen. They sh- they're not supposed to be playing football in, in, in the uh, time of pandemic. They, have, they believe, they hope, figured out a way to pull that off. But it requires a lot of sacrifice from a lot of people. And part of that sacrifice is an understanding from the people involved that, hey, something might come up because of the, the way the virus is acting in our league that requires us to make an adjustment that in the past would have been incomprehensible. You could have a situation where a team only plays 15 games or 14 games and other teams are playing 16. That That's not out of the question because everything they do works off of what's happening with the virus. Is it transmitting between teams? Is it transmitting quickly in buildings? Is it, are things changing as the weather gets colder? All that stuff that they can't predict. And so they have to be ready to adjust around it, and those adjustments are absolutely going to be imperfect.
1: Yeah, we had that in baseball this year. We had two teams that didn't play. Yeah. The full sixty-game schedule, as as everyone else did, and it's just something that everyone has to become accustomed to living with, um, and in that circumstance, and 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 indeed they will. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, and I, I I'm almost embarrassed to ask you this question, but so many people are asking it to me on Twitter, and I understand why people want the answer to it. So uh, under normal circumstances leading into an NFL game fans and gamblers are provided mm-hmm. with all injury information, right? We, we yes. so right now, Dan, you and I are talking, we don't know which players on the Titans have tested positive for the coronavirus. It could be the 56, 52nd and 53rd man on the roster. It could be Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. We don't know. And I am in no way suggesting that we should be entitled to know, but fans are saying that with all other injuries, They're making gambling decisions, fantasy decisions, and all the rest of that. What, if anything, does the league think of regarding that?
0: Well, uh, a couple things. One, it'll be interesting to see whether the Titans are required to release an injury report today. Sometimes when a team doesn't have a practice, it's still required to release an injury report that tells you this person would have practiced, this person would not have practiced, this person would have been limited in practice given his whatever, hamstring or, or uh, you know, groin, whatever. And so if the Titans are have to put out an injury report today and the Vikings have to put out an injury report today, they, they would have to, you know, be truthful about that. So that could be a help in this particular case. The other thing is, yes, the league and the teams are not allowed to tell you if a player has tested positive, but there is a COVID-19 reserve list, and the Titans, we found out there were three players that had tested positive uh, and yesterday, coincidentally, the Titans put three players on the reserve COVID-19 list, and so you can you can go and find out what their names are: DeQuan Jones, Bo Brinkley, and and uh, Tommy Hudson, who's a practice squad tight end. So by the end of today at four o'clock, when the transactions come out, we'll know the name of the uh, almost certainly the fourth player that's going on the Titans reserve COVID-19 list. So if that player is Ryan Tannehill, then then gamblers and fantasy football players and fans of the Titans will have that information. We'll be able to put two and two together and say, you know, this is somebody who, who, you know, and it's also important. You don't have to test positive to get on the reserve COVID-19 list. You could be showing symptoms. You could be in contact with someone who tested positive, but I think it's fair for all of us to assume that if we know four players have tested positive and the Titans put four players on the list that, um, you know, that, that that's the four.
1: I'm now happy that I asked the question. Uh, Dan Graziano, it was great having you in studio again this morning and yesterday and everything else. And I will talk to you next week, if not sooner, as this story continues to develop. Thank you.
0: Uh, absolutely. My pleasure.
1: Uh, that's Graziano, who's really good with us uh, on, on, on Get Up in the mornings and uh, really good with all of this. And Diana Rossini covering this for us earlier today. This is fascinating stuff. And I'm really glad I asked that question, that COVID list. I mean, there are HIPAA laws. And, and I think... I opened the show with this thought and I'm not going to belabor it now because I talked about it earlier, but we just do have to recognize all of us who are sports fans, that this is just going to be different. And this is just the price that we're paying for having a season in the middle of this. And speaking as a sports fan, forgetting my, obviously I work for ESPN. I've worked at the company for 24 years. Obviously, it is critical for ESPN and critical for me that these sports get played. If, if there's, there's, there's no sports, that's obviously extraordinarily bad for me professionally. But that's not even what I'm thinking of right now, to be honest with you. I just like it. I just like it. This is what I do. I, I, I do this job primarily because I really enjoy it. So um, there is part of me that says, man, you can't make the Titans go out there and play this game this week. That's totally unfair. And if they wind up losing the division by one game, you know what? We're just going to have to live with that. It beats the hell out of them not playing at all. All right, Greeny with you. I said that it is the busiest sports day ever. And I think that you could defend that argument. I mean, we have all of the football going on, the pro and the college. We just had the Stanley Cup on the ice two days ago. We have Game 1 of the NBA Finals tonight. The French Open is going on, oh, by the way. I saw a promo for the Masters while watching the Yankee game yesterday, and boy, did that make me feel good. The Masters in November this year. And then today is a day unlike any in the 150-something-year history of the game of baseball. There will be eight playoff games played today. In fact, they've already begun. And that is something that by definition has never happened before because we never had 16 teams in the playoffs. And I am I couldn't be more delighted. I watched the afternoon games yesterday. I watched the night game last night, and I'm looking forward to watching as much as I can of it today. And all I'll say with regard to these uh, these series, these best of threes. And I had to share on the TV show this morning, and this was sort of where we arrived I just hope that whatever happens in these best-of-threes doesn't make the rest of it feel invalidated. Like if the Yankees were to beat the Indians, even though the Yankees are not favored to win this series, that would, the Yankees moving forward would not feel like the whole thing has a, the bit of the air of a joke. You know, when you're going to put best-of-three series at the beginning of a playoff... You you run the risk, and and I don't need if you're listening to the show, you know how baseball works. You don't need me to tell you that's not it is not a sport that was designed to decide the better team over the course of three days. So I just hope that whatever it is we get out of this week doesn't make it feel cheap the rest of the way. In the same way that Charles Barkley once at the beginning, when they first all came back to the bubble for the NBA, he said if the final wind up being the Orlando Magic against, uh, I forget who we said, but, but one of the lesser Western Conference teams, because you know all the good players wind up testing positive or whatever, then the whole thing will have felt like a joke. Well, nothing could be further from the case. We got game one of the finals tonight. You got a Heat team that feels very worthy. They beat Milwaukee, and Milwaukee was generally healthy. Giannis got hurt, but that's, that happens under normal circumstances. And then they beat the Celtics fair and square in six tough games. So this will feel completely legitimate. Whatever happens over the next two weeks with the NBA is going to feel completely legitimate. And the championship will feel very real and meaningful. And I will argue it actually should be counted more than any other. This ring should mean more for LeBron if he gets it than less because of the extraordinary circumstances that they've all managed to get through. And I believe that baseball will be the same way, provided we don't get some really fluky results out of these initial best of threes. So that, to me, is the one thing that we will look for and we'll go from there. Greeny with you, again, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Speaking of the NBA Finals, and Game 1 is tonight right here on ESPN Radio, Hembo sent me a good note. LeBron James can round out, in official fashion, basketball's ultimate Mount Rushmore If he wins this championship, if LeBron James wins this title, he will have four rings and four regular season MVPs. The entire list of players in the history of the sport who've had that many of each, who've had at least four championships and at least four MVPs are Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Michael Jordan. In my opinion, add LeBron James and there's your basketball Mount Rushmore. There are the four greatest basketball players of all time. Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Bill Russell, the greatest winner ever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the most accomplished player ever. And LeBron. If he wins this championship, that's what's at stake. But wait, there's more. Because there's also the other side. We've done a lot of talking on Get Up and Here and all over the place about what it will mean for LeBron if he wins. What we haven't spent a lot of time on is what it will mean if he loses. Because this is a series he's supposed to win. And the great ones very seldom lose when they're not supposed to. There's nothing but honor, in my opinion, for LeBron in losing to the KD Warriors and losing to the Warriors the year that Kyrie got hurt and Kevin Love got hurt. There's nothing but honor in LeBron dragging an an, an under an overmatched Cavaliers team in 07 to the final where they had no chance against San Antonio. That team had no business being in the finals in the first place. But LeBron does have that one series, 2011 against Dallas. It's a series he was supposed to win. They were the better team. And they didn't. And he didn't play well. He was a huge part of the reason they didn't win. And that is the one really bad thing on his whole basketball resume. If, he ha- if it happens again, if it happens in this next week and a half, if the Heat win this championship and LeBron doesn't play well, It'll be interesting to see what people will say that does to his legacy. Keyshawn Johnson from KJZ was talking about this morning here on ESPN Radio. Bubba, let's hear what Keyshawn said.
0: If he did lose, the question is about his legacy, it would just be one of those deals where you would go, damn. That's that's, that's the way I would look at it. I would just say, damn. So it wouldn't He really change- just lost. It wouldn't change. It wouldn't change. What I think about him as a basketball player, it would change what I think about him up against other great players. Mm. The Kobe Bryants of the world, the Michael Jordans of the world.
1: So I think that's fair. And I think that is the way it is going to be um, going forward for him. I think that LeBron James, who competes with ghosts, again, he doesn't compete with He's not competing with Jimmy Butler. He's playing against Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and all those guys in this series. But LeBron's competition is Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, those kind of people. That's who he's competing with. And losing to Jimmy Butler would really be a big loss to Michael Jordan. That would be a huge L for LeBron. So if you ask yourself the question, what does LeBron have at stake in these finals? I think a reasonable answer is Everything. He has absolutely everything at stake in these finals. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and we're on TV on ESPN News. And I have a moment here. So I'm going to do the Scottie Pippen thing here, uh, guys, because I, I, I saw these quotes and I have just the right amount of time to get these in. Scottie Pippen says he has viewed these bubble games more in line with pickup basketball. This was an interview that Scottie did with Business Insider. He said, I'm going to be honest, it's not NBA basketball, it's not the hard grind, it's not the travel, it's not the fans, it's not the distractions. Really, to me, it's pickup basketball. It's going to the gym, you got your own team, you're all practicing together, but it's more of a pickup type of basketball game because there's no fans in the stands. So there's no distraction, there's no real noise, there's no pressure on the players. Prime example, I looked at Rondo. Rondo hasn't made three-pointers his whole NBA career. Now, all of a sudden, he's in a bubble. He's probably a 50% three-point shooter. I haven't even checked the stats but that's just something that i consider making the game so easy. That's a really interesting one. I think that there is obviously something to what Scotty says. And Scotty Pippen is himself one of the greatest players of all time. And far be it for me nor should anyone ever question his understanding of the game. But here's what i would offer in response. These guys have been living in a bubble for months. I had an interesting conversation with Woj yesterday, um, Adrian Orjanowski, whom you all know. He was in the bubble for seven weeks, and he came out last week, and he was on my set yesterday. We did Get Up, and then he did this show yesterday. And I was asking him questions about the bubble, and he was explaining to me what life is like down there. And look, I am by no means asking you to feel sorry for these guys. They are living in comparatively luxurious circumstances. Disney World is a wonderful place. I've been there many times. And they have at their disposal golf and, you know, pools and all th- their lives. They're, they're not they're not in, um, you know, th- the circumstances they're in are not terrible by any means. But to be isolated like that away for the most part from your families and your lives for this period of time, I think to underestimate the psychological impact of that is really unfair to them. I will say again. I believe that this championship will be more meaningful. The accomplishment of doing this will be greater because of the bubble, regardless of the circumstances, because if the games are easier to play without the fans and without the travel, well, they're equally easier for everybody else. No one team has a Rajon Rondo has no greater advantage shooting in this circumstance than any other mediocre three-point shooter who might all of a sudden start knocking down shots. The objective is still to find a way to win. And if LeBron does it, as the leader of this team, through all that has happened, through all of the social issues that have taken place in and around uh, the basketball world, the basketball community, since they've been in this bubble, to lead in every conceivable way, I think it would be unfair to suggest this championship is any less meaningful than any other has ever been. All right, that's what I think of that. We'll take your calls coming up a little later But on the way, I'm going to offer you absolute proof that there is something greater than 100% in sports.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Baseball playoffs underway. NBA Finals start tonight. Tons of football out there, including we opened the show this morning with the breaking news that uh, Steelers-Titans will not be played this Sunday because of the positive tests. Amongst the Titans, they'll do more testing. If, it, if there are no more positives, the game will be played either Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday NFL game hasn't been played in several years. There was one because of a blizzard in Philadelphia five or six years ago. In the meantime, we had a really interesting conversation that made me think. And, you know, there was an expression that we use in sports sometimes that someone gave it 110%, 110%. And every now and again, Annoying people, because they are annoying, will take that literally and they will say to you, you know, there's no such thing as 110%. And I've never really had a good response for that beyond saying, just shut up, you're annoying. But I actually have a better one now. Of course, there is such thing as trying even harder. And I will get you there in a moment. So let's talk about game one of the NBA finals tonight. Game one of the finals tonight, do you believe LeBron James, who has a championship at stake, Jimmy Butler, who has his first championship potentially at stake? Let's just use the two of them as an example. Do you believe those two guys will be giving it 100% tonight? Will they be playing as hard as they possibly can? Of course they will. Now, fast forward. Let's say the Lakers go down three games to one in this series and they have to win game five to stay alive. And LeBron James understands that it is now or never. Will he play even harder? Will he try even harder in game five than he did in game one? The obvious answer is yes, because desperation matters. It doesn't mean they're not giving it everything they have in game one. It just means, under some circumstances, you are capable of even more. You are trying even harder. And here's another analogy I would use. How fast can you run? What is the absolute fastest you can run? If I said to you, I'll give you $100 if you run, you train for a week and run as fast as you possibly can, a 100-yard dash, would you run as hard as you could? If I offered you $10,000, would you run as hard as you could? Of course you would. You would give it 100%. Now, what if I put a bear behind you? What if you encountered a bear and you turned and ran? Or a lion? Or a very large, angry-looking dog? Or anything else that might inspire you to run for your life? You would run even faster. You would outrun Usain Bolt. Because desperation matters. Because sometimes the circumstances change and you become capable of more than you were in the first place. And that, I believe, is how you explain the season Aaron Rodgers is having. Because I said in our meeting this morning before Get Up to Dominique Foxworth, I believe part of the psychology of the Packers drafting Aaron Rodgers air apparent drafting his replacement, trading up to draft him is part of the reason that Rogers is playing so well. And Nick said to me, I'm having a hard time buying that because that's suggesting he wasn't playing as hard as he could a year ago. And that's how I thought of this. Sure. He was, he was giving you everything he had a year ago, but now because of the desperation he has more. Aaron Rodgers saw his professional mortality handed to him. It was presented to him on a platter. The Green Bay Packers, his own team, the team that he has carried, the franchise he has carried for a decade and a half, said, Aaron, we present you not with a gold watch, but a ticking clock. We we are counting the minutes until we can get you out of here and give the ball to this other guy. And he said, I'm running even faster now. I'm playing even harder now. This is game five, and I'm down three to one. This is me at the starting line of a race, and there's a bear behind me. This is no longer about money. This is no longer about championships. This now is about my professional mortality. So there is 110%. He gave you 100% last year. I would never accuse Aaron Rodgers or any professional athlete, basically, Of giving less than 100%. I believe Aaron Rodgers last year gave the Packers, his fans, his teammates, and himself. 100% of himself. But this year is 110. Because this year there's more. And I will never not believe that's part of it. And look how much he's changed. Look at the difference in the way he talks. And the way he approaches things. Did you hear him talking about his, his relationship now? with his coach, Matt LaFleur, who last year when we were all convinced they couldn't stand each other, or at least that Rodgers couldn't stand him. And then Orlovsky made the point that a lot of times with this specific offense that they're installing in Green Bay, it takes a little time to learn it and get comfortable in it. So here's Rodgers getting comfortable in the offense. And all of a sudden, it does suit him. And all of a sudden, Alan Lazard is Jerry Rice because Aaron Rodgers is that good. And now he's giving you 110% of himself. So psychology is a fascinating thing. And as I've said many times, I'm not a doctor, I'm a patient when it comes to psychology. But it has made me, the 30 years that I've spent in therapy, have made me fascinated by psychology in general. And the way your mind works, you may not realize how little control you have over your mind sometimes. And one of the things that we're now learning about is the ability to influence that, to actually train your mind in ways you want to. And I have been working on that of late, actually. That's another discussion for another time. But most of the time, your mind is functioning. Your, your mind is, is acting in ways that you're not really totally in control of. And maybe if you're, not, if you're not inclined to pay attention to it, you may not even be aware of. So whether he's aware of it or not, I don't know. But I'm convinced, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. That one of the reasons that Aaron Rodgers is having one of the best years that we've ever seen anyone have and is going to continue, that he is going to have one of the best years of his career, which means one of the greatest years any quarterback has ever had, is because of the desperation. Because sometimes you can give 110%. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Meanwhile, I'm throwing open the phones to you right now on this, the busiest day maybe ever in sports. Eight playoff baseball games. Hockey just ended. The basketball finals start tonight. All the football, college and pro, and the French Open is going on, and the Masters is coming up not too long from now. You got questions? I got answers. We'll play. What do you want to know? At eight eight eight, say ESPN. That's my phone number. Give me a call. I'm coming to you right after this. I'm Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio.
0: Greeny, the podcast. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: I'm Greeny with you here and so delighted that you've chosen to spend some time with me on this incredibly busy sports time. The Stanley Cup was awarded two days ago. The NBA Finals start tonight. There are eight playoff baseball games today all the football college and pro french open is going on masters is coming up right around the corner and so we're going to play a little game we call what do you want to know i've got my phone lines open at 888 say espn you ask me whatever sports question you would like and we start with kartik kartik you are first up on the dr pepper call in line kartik what do you want to know
0: greedy thanks so much big fan of your show love your commentary I couldn't agree more with what you said regarding uh, Aaron Rodgers and his performance. My question to you is, you know, are athletes or, for that matter, any of us, capable of kicking into that extra gear to give 110%, not just when we're faced with life-threatening situations or elimination, but any time that we want or choose? And if so, is that what truly separates the super great athletes like the Michael Jordans?
1: Actually, it's, it's not limited to sports, and this is something that I've actually been studying. It's not a topic for a show like this. It's not a sports thing. But um, training your mind to think in ways that you want it to, training your brain in the way that you might otherwise train your core is actually something that I've been learning a lot about and I'm fascinated by. Um, so the the answer is, look, desperation is something that you probably cannot replicate, right? I mean, the, the fight-or-flight impulse is something that is buried down deep within us and and you can't you can't fake it Um, you can't you can't run as fast as you can because your life depends on it unless your life is actually depending on it but i do think there are ways of of putting yourself into that state that people learn about that are difference making and it is not limited to sports it's a good question and it's it's probably something that is best suited for a conversation in a different environment than this one meanwhile 888 say espn the sports questions are there too dr pepper call in line matt matt what do you want to know
0: uh, so, greeting two things. One, belated uh, Lashana Tova. And, Thank you. Uh, you too. I was the guy that called last week, uh, asking for help with Wentz because I can't wear my Eagles jersey. You made a great <laughs> point about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that's what's going on in Philly? That Wentz solemn you know, draft hurts, and now that his psyche's hurt, and he can't play, and he's always looking over his shoulder.
1: I don't. I think that what is going on, Matt, is that. Since the injury, Carson Wentz has been an average quarterback. And when you're, an, when you're a great quarterback, you can lift a bad team to being good. And right now, based on a variety of injuries, Carson Wentz is an average quarterback who is not able to lift a bad team from being anything other than bad. But the Eagles are bad. And you look up and down the road, they're just not good. Look up and down that roster. Show me who it is you're scared of. Yeah, got a few players on the offensive line. Injuries are terrible. They have a few names, you know, on the defense. But for the most part, just not a very good team. The great quarterback can lift that. And you're paying him to be that. But he just hasn't been. And right now he's playing like he's pressing and he's playing like he's afraid of getting hurt. And he's playing like they're coaching him to be afraid of getting hurt. It's a mess. The Eagles are a mess. And a week ago, I would have told you I thought it was going to get better, and now I don't think that anymore. I'm sorry to say it, but I don't. I think the Eagles, Washington, and Giants combined this year don't win as many games as Dallas does. And I don't even know how many Dallas is going to win, but they have the easiest schedule in the league the rest of the way. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line is Jacob. Jacob, you're on with Greeny. What do you want to know?
0: Hey, Greeny, thank you so much for taking my call, man. I'm a big fan. Um, and, I, I, you know, I couldn't agree more with what you said about Adam Gase a while back. You know, if, if the Jets somehow lose to the depleted Broncos on Thursday night, I have no doubt Gase is gone Friday morning. But if the Jets do pull out a win against this injured Broncos team, how much longer do you think Adam Gase is still the coach of the Jets?
1: I don't know. Here's the problem, Jacob. I don't know that firing him is the right thing to do right now as much as I am a critic. I think he has, I mean, my credentials on this could not be more valid. I've made this clear. I cannot put into words how terrible a job I think he has done coaching this team. From the moment he arrived, both on the field and off, absolutely terrible. That said, I don't know that it really benefits them in any meaningful way to fire him Friday. might make you feel better in the short run, and if we think that his presence is hindering the development of the quarterback, then, then I guess there's some benefit in that. But what you do is you elevate Greg Williams to becoming the head coach. You still have the worst roster in the NFL. And, and the only thing that you can salvage out of this year is trying to work with Darnold and get him into a better place than he is. I don't know that firing Gase on Friday or any time during the season actually moves you any closer to that. So... The bad news is the Jets are terrible. The worst news is it, there's no hope in sight this year. It doesn't start to get better until after the season when you bring in whoever it is you're going to entrust to do this thing next. I hate to say it, but I think that's the reality. One more, Mar, you're on with Greeny. Mar, what's on your mind?
0: Hey, uh, Greeny, I'm talking to you, the legend. Um, I just want to ask you if LeBron doesn't win a championship this year. Does he win any more in the next couple, two or three years, considering KD comes back, and also the Warriors will be back, and they might look like a more complete team than the Eagles? I mean, good question. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. No, it's a really good question. Um, Is this LeBron's – obviously, he's in the finals now, so that skews it. But was this season the best chance LeBron was going to have to win the rest of his career? I would say yes. I think that he has a better, had a better chance all along of winning this year than next year, but that doesn't mean he can't win next year. Let's see what K, uh, KD and Kyrie are. Let's hope that KD is totally healthy. Let's see what the Warriors are when they come back. They'll be much better, of course. But LeBron and AD is the best duo in the NBA since Kobe and Shaq, and the best duo is supposed to win, and they will be that again next year. So I think the Lakers are going to win the championship next week and they're going to be the favorite going into next season. Enjoy all the games today. I'll see you tomorrow morning for Get Up. I'm Greeny, ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.